All right. Welcome to today's Wednesday Word. I am Sean Hughes, your host today. And in the room with me, we have Jacqueline Gassery. Now, not many people call her this. I get the honor of calling her Jackie. <laughs> yes, you do, Sean. There's not many of us, huh? Um, no, but that it's means a... that um, I think that you're of quality. Okay. That you're, you're okay to say Jackie. Okay. That's awesome. You can you can cash that check I gave you now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, so Jackie is a member of Desert Spring Church. Uh, her mother is also a member of Desert Spring Church, and today we're going to hear her faith journey. Sure, yeah, I'm excited. I'd like to um, open us up with some prayer, if that's okay with you. Please. Um, and today I'm going to read a little bit from Psalm 139. Um, we're going to read verses one through I don't know, maybe about seven or eight. Okay, sounds good. Let's see where we stop. Okay. All right. Let's uh, join me in this prayer, please. Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but look, Lord, you know it all together. You encircle me behind and in front and you place your hand upon me. This knowledge is beyond me. It's lofty. I can't attain it. Where can I go for your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? Amen. Amen. So, uh, Jackie. um, Yes, Sean. Thank you for agreeing to coming here tonight. You're welcome. Um, You know, the whole idea of this podcast is to really hear people's stories on faith. And, you know, you're a member of a group that I I help lead. and A wonderful group, by the way. Thank you. And we've we've known each other for what, maybe two years now? About two years, yes. Yeah, and you, I think your story fascinates me, and I was really excited that you were willing to come share it with the church, our church family. You're welcome. So, shall we start at the beginning? We shall. Okay. Well, as a little as a little child, you you grew up in a church, right? Yes, I did. Okay. What what church was that? What was your experience? What was your you know thoughts and memories about that place? Well, um, you are correct, me growing up in a church um, and knowing about Jesus from a little girl. Um, half my family's Catholic, the other half is uh, Methodist. And when I say Methodist, um, African American uh, Methodist, which they call AME. Um, <clears throat> so my first recollect- recollection of like church and seeing the pastor and the congregation and choir was when we moved to Los Angeles from Chicago. So that was about five, six years old. So my mom found um, this church called Brookings um, African Methodist Episcopal Church um, in Los Angeles, um, Southern California. And um, where we live, she always wanted to find a church, you know, as a home base, you know, so... Um, so the way that she was raised, she implemented that in our life. So we started going to this church and, um, big church at that. Okay. Um, T. Larry Kirkland, he eventually became a bishop and knew his family and everything. So she started me in what they call YPD, which is young people's department on Tuesday nights. So that consisted of also slash choir rehearsal. She got me into the choir. I have I yet am, to hear you sing. And you never will. Well, I am because I am not an this. individual. I am a group singer. <laughs> okay. I was considered an alto. Alto. Oh, alto. Alto. Alto, yes. Um, and then, um, like I said, that was half choir. And then 
just the young kids getting together. They had um, from like kindergarten all the way up to us, junior high, high school, okay. elementary, which I was in at that time. And that was all the way through up till I actually 22, 23 at the same church. Um, it was a very, it reminds me of what Pastor Dave says, community. Because, you know, you knew everybody, especially in the YPD. I knew the kids, and then my mom got to know the parents. And she volunteered, too, because they would feed us as well. Oh, sign me up for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good meals, too. So um, did that for many years. Even as I got older, when I was allowed to drive, I would still go on Tuesdays Okay. Um, to YPD okay. and then um, choir rehearsal. And then just... At times, you know, the pastor, I was invited up to, like, read um, from the Bible for Scripture. Yeah. So I did that a couple of times. Okay. Which was a little scary, but I did it, so I must have did good. So they invited me back a couple of times to do that. And then um, the church separated, and then we um, moved to a church in Carson called New Philly. So it's it's been instilled in me, even um, when I left Los Angeles and moved to the Bay. I made sure to find a family, you know, church that I could go to. Didn't yeah. go all the time, but <laughs> I had that for when my mom came and visited, like, Mom, we going to church. <laughs> so she knew I was at the church. So um, it's a good experience. Um, it's it's longer. Yeah. They're like two hours. Two hours. Two hours plus. At what point did you fall asleep? Well, no, that was not allowed. <laughs> was not allowed. <laughs> not at all. Um, but... But a lot of singing, right? A oh, lot of singing. yeah, a lot of singing, yeah. um, a lot of hallelujahs and, yeah. you know, people catching the Holy Ghost. Not so much Baptist. You know, Baptist is a little bit louder. No disrespect. Uh, okay. Um, so hey, loud keeps you awake, though. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then between announcements and all that good stuff and yeah. then prayer and praise and then they had um, praise dancers. Okay. So, um, yeah, you always knew. Don't even think about getting out of church before two hours. It's not happening. And if it did, someone right. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So um, coming to Desert Springs, uh, my mom introduced me because we were going to first AME over in in North Las Vegas. Okay. But um, closer for her because she lives on this side of town. Okay. Um, I'd have have to really, really ask her, like, how did you know Desert Springs? She's good at stuff like that, but... Um, she told me she was starting to go to church here and maybe about six, seven months after okay. I came with her. Oh. And then in the beginning it, it was random like and then it came more consistent. Yeah. Um, especially maybe a year before COVID hit. Okay. Um, so getting more um involved as far as coming on a consistent basis um to church. So I could automatically tell the difference, like an hour what? We are done yet. You're not done yet. <laughs> you know, and also to make sure you're on time because if you're not on time, by the time you get here, pastor will be done. <laughs> We're at the um, at Afri- uh, AME church. You can show up an hour late and pastor still ain't said the word, so you're good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you can still give offering, you know. So, uh, but besides that, you know, it's 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 been like a roundabout, which is in a good way. Yeah. Um, one, because my mom and my dad have always raised me to think outside the box and be around other cultures. Okay. So um, it wasn't like a shock or feeling uncomfortable or anything yeah. like that. When you came, you talk about when you came to Desert Spring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it was just comfortable. And then Pastor Dave, you know, he, 
you know how some preachers, even whatever, whatever religion, they use very big words, you know? They do, yeah. And I find that Pastor Dave uses very common sense words yeah. that are relatable, that are um, used for today's times. So it, it makes it a little bit easier. And even though I grew up in a church, I think if anybody was to come in who really hasn't gone to church, they could believe more, you know, versus orthodox. Let me not just say that. Just people who use big words. Because you'd be like, mm-mm, that didn't really happen. You know, <laughs> that's just a story. But the fact that Pastor Dave's use it in what we're going through in today's times yeah. makes it more real Yeah. Um, to where your faith is stronger. Yeah. And gives you hope, right? You know, so it's it's been an exciting experiment. And then um, you, your group, wonderful, amazing group that I love. Um, I was it just hit me. It was like I want to start Bible study. I mean, I did Bible study as a child, but I never done an adult Bible study. Okay. And then for me to venture out on my own, like not having my mom, like. Hey, you know, there's Bible study here, you know, yeah. and it kind of worked out perfectly because um, I was now in a decent place in my life, mentally and physically. But then COVID hit. You did. And um, I believe I joined the group when it hit, maybe a couple of months into it, I think. I'm not sure. I think it was like February, March. I might. whole time is really kind of blurry to Isn't me. Isn't it, huh? Yeah. It is because yeah. it's like it happened, but. It really like, didn't happen. What, what was going on, right? Right. Yeah. And especially how you see people around now, like, did it really happen? Did, did I dream that? <laughs> and I'm just waking up from it. But um, I called the church. I saw it online. Okay. And um, they told me someone will reach out. And you did. You did? Mm-hmm. And then you gave me the information. And we were doing it via Zoom. Yeah. So Those that was, good days. yeah, that was my um, first time. And I've been trying to be consistent ever yeah. since. And you are. <laughs> so as a child, right, you grew up in the church. How does how did that affect who you are as a person? Well, I can tell you this. <laughs> it, it didn't get me into an asylum ward or okay. anything. <laughs> kept you sane? It, it kept me sane. Yeah. I mean, I, I was your your normal child. I went yeah. through experiences, um, insecurities, um, doubt. Yeah. But... At that time, um, you didn't focus on it. So I was just going through the motions. Right. But knowing that, thank God for God, that going through those, I didn't get caught up into certain things where right. I was able to experience it but still move on. Okay. Now, those experiences might have been like 12, 15 of them, 20 of them. Okay. But I was still <laughs> able to survive them type yeah. of deal. Yeah. But knowing that God was there, I knew how to pray. Yeah. So things that might have got a little serious, you know, praying and knowing that God was there, um, I think it it got me through. Okay. Yeah. It the got power me of prayer. Yeah, exactly. And people praying for me. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, um, my mom's mother, which is my grandmother, very close with her. And she passed away when I was 19. Okay. Which was tough. So... Um, the one thing I can say, whatever I did go through, I, I used to say she was my guardian angel because I believe that she was there protecting me when I was going through these wonderful, wonderful experiences okay. that I did. <laughs> so, you know, that brings back to faith in God and knowing that there's angels yeah. and whatnot. And I believe that 
with my grandmother. I think if anything, that helped me with um, her loss a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. So I can't speak as a young, young child. I can speak more as a teenager yeah. going into my 20s. Yeah. Now, when you and I were talking and preparing for this, mm -hmm. granted, it was like two months ago, right? Yeah, exactly. When Maybe. you were at Costco. Maybe three months at Costco. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. That was mm -hmm. a great, great time for a pre-interview. <laughs> Uh, you know, you were telling me that you had some hard times mm -hmm. um, and it really tried your faith. Mm -hmm. You didn't go into any detail and you don't have to go into any detail now, but can you talk about maybe that time, how, how your faith was tried and how, um, how you got through that or how you came back? Yeah. Um, let's just say um, it was something I never faced in my life. Oh. And it was something that could have, let's just say it it affected your freedom. Oh. So um, it was something that never happened to me before, and it was something that happened out here in Vegas. Oh. Um, so the transition of moving here and um, adapting to Vegas life because um, there is a difference when you come to visit Vegas and living in Vegas, there's two different things. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I decided to move here in June oh, no. when it's piping hot and I'm coming from Northern California, the Bay, where I'm dealing with 50, 40, 60 degree weather. Yeah. So um, I was miserable. Let's put it that way. But got a good job. I was working for Nevada State College, car, okay. everything. But I did something stupid. And um, it was almost a... Four, five years before it got resolved. Oh, wow. And during that time, it brought me to my lowest. Oh. Because um, my future was not in my hands anymore. Mm. It was determined by someone else at that time. And I had no patience. I had um, no sense of secureness. Um, I felt lost. Yeah. Um, on top of that, a lot of shame. And a little bit, and it's no disrespect towards my family, but growing up that you don't talk about it. So if there was avenues for me to help me with understanding and give me strength and courage on that end, yeah. um, I didn't have that. Because so you did the work yourself. Not even the work. It was just going through the motions. Because oh. it was reality, but it wasn't reality. Okay. Um, and then at that time I was lost. I wasn't going to church. Um, relationships, my mother and father relationship was strained. Um, I ended up getting laid off because this is when the um, recession hit real bad. Okay. So getting laid off before your year, um, working for the state. Oh. Um, didn't like being here still. And just everything that happened after that, it was just like, a ripple effect, one, two, three, just continuing. Um, so it really tested me as a person. Like, why am I here? You know, um, thoughts of not wanting to be here. Um, main regrets of I should have never came here. Um, so it, it turned my world upside down, um, my foundation. Okay. So... <clears throat> That was resolved, but I still wasn't like saying, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, you know, type of deal. I still wasn't going back into church okay. that like I should have. But, you know, I, 
it was, I would say thank you, you know, but it wasn't like it should be. And turning your life around, it was like still not as bad, but still doing stuff you shouldn't be doing type of deal. Okay. Um, so I would say maybe when I started working for my company, which is seven years now, that's when a little bit of the fog was lifting um, to where I was feeling like, okay, a little self-worth. Because prior to that, um, you know, I had never worked in retail besides when I was a kid. Right. So it was me just working at Target okay. to get by, you know. Um, and I was like, you're better than this. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. But where I came from, corporate world, administrative, um, to this, it really humbles you, you okay. know. So at first it was like you felt a little guilty, but I got over that. And if anything... You know, it it humbled me. It put me down to like, okay, you're you're not all that. This is like you have nothing. So now you need to build from that. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean mentally, more mentally than anything. Okay. Because the mind is a powerful thing. It is. And um, still didn't talk to anybody about what was going on or what had happened. But after that, I started to okay, got my job that I have now. Um, being a little bit more um, being around people because I was very closed off at that time, very isolated, if anything. And um, that that gave me a little bit more courage getting back into, okay, you know what you're doing, you know, you know your past profession, um, applying that to now. And then things started getting better because it was that trust between me and my parents again. Mm. So them seeing that I'm making the effort, then, you know, they were making the effort, you know. But still wasn't good. It took a long time up until, I would say, three years ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and when I say three years ago, I mean spiritually as far as my relationship with God. Okay. And my relationship specifically with my mother and my father. Gotcha. Um, to where I pray every day now. Yeah. You know, I pray when I wake up in the morning. My prayer is, you know, um, thank you, Lord, for waking me up today. Um, I say thank you for overall a good sleep because the one thing, if anything I was ever told was, um, you know, a lot of people didn't wake up today, and that's a blessing within itself. Amen. And acknowledging that with him and also praying for my mom and my dad and uh, my family for um, just to watch, protect them, and look after them for that day. So that started becoming every day, which I never did before. Never. Mm-mm. That's a great practice to have. It is. It really yeah. is. And on days that I, I might miss it, like running late to get to, to start work, I feel bad about it. And then I take a stop, and I say, wait a second, I got to pray here. Yeah. And then it feels better again. So um, with that and just where I am in a relationship as far as family-wise, um, there is a God. I mean, that's yeah. all I can say. There is a God. Because um, without him, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. I really I really wouldn't have made it. And um, to have that confidence back and be a little bit more sociable, yeah. you know, um, putting myself out there to... Um, 
trust to a certain degree. I still got a long ways to go on that. Okay. But to trust to a certain degree um, has, has been. And then a lot of that came from me coming here to church. Yeah. And, and listening and hearing what Pastor Dave was saying. Yeah. And really not just hear it, but practicing it. And even if not practicing it all the time, when you walk out of church and you think about the sermon. Yeah. You know, I didn't used to do that. You go to church. Okay. Now we're going to dinner or we're going to brunch. Yeah. yeah. And life goes on until right. that next Sunday. But that's the part I've seen change in me. I'm actually thinking about what he said. And then, um, and not just think five minutes, you know, thinking about it that whole day. Um, not consistently, but just thinking, okay, what can I do this week? How will this be part of my life this week to get me through? Oh, I love that. Until yeah. that next Sunday. Because yeah. I've always felt that church is like um, food. You need food for your body. Yeah. So in my prayers on Sunday mornings, I say, you know, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Um, look forward to your spirit filling me, you know, with the Holy Spirits and the food so that I can get through this upcoming week. Yeah. Because you go to church and here you go Monday and you're dealing with cuckoo from Cocoa Puffs, as I call them. <laughs> so you try to retain that religion that you like, received. Love your neighbors. Love your neighbors. 50 times. Get you a little plaque for your desk. You no. Know? <laughs> so, uh, but that's hard sometimes it's to remember that. Hard. And, and, you know, I agree with you. I, I think. What I love about the way Pastor preaches is, and, and and we do this in our group, right? We we talk about, you know, we talk about the Bibles and the stories and the Bibles and the lessons, but it's mm-hmm. really about how can that make you a better person? Mm-hmm. How can that make you a better Christian? And it sounds like, at least for you, you know, what you've taken away from church on Sunday mornings has really helped you grow. Yes, and the combination of that and Bible study, yeah, um, because. One, you know, the aspect of Pastor Dave, and he's given it from his profession. But then us as individuals in Bible studies, sometimes we stick to, you know, the lesson. But sometimes we veer off, which is good yeah. because um, you get a different perspective, right. something that you might have not thought about, you know, and um, it helps you to be like, hmm, okay, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. You know, and I like the fact that we're very open and comfortable yeah. And talking to each other. So it's it's not fake. I, right. I don't like fake. No. And I can I can kinda something someone say, you you can tell fake when fake. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that combination, um, and what you said, it, it just don't get me wrong, there's not like I have perfect days, but it gets me through them. Yeah. And I'm still positive. Yeah. And I got my sanity. That's important, right? It's, it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. important. Yeah, I think, you know, we should give the listeners a little bit of backstory. It's like, you know, the way we do our group is there's 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 a topic, right? Sometimes we follow the church, sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. But there's a reading that goes, or, or a lesson, right, that goes with what we're working on. And um, and then we just open it up for discussion. Correct. Right? And and you never know where those discussions are going to go. I agree. I <laughs> so agree. You'd be like, wait a second, did we start? And How did we get here? Yeah. But... But you can see growth from those discussions. You can see how your story is impacted by those lessons. Mm-hmm. Right. I totally agree with that. Um, because even 
two years ago, I'm different than what I am now. Yeah. Um, and I still have a long ways to go. And I've told you and I've told the group, you know, I, I'm still learning. Yeah, you know, are. and um, I'm not I'm not the perfect one, but just um, being more consistent. Yeah. If anything I can take away from this is and I'm proud of is I'm being consistent. Like I said, I've That's been good. with you guys for almost two years. Yeah. The church would be what, four years. Yeah. You know, and, you know, whether it's Zoom or coming in, I'm trying to do at least come in for a whole month. <laughs> Zoom makes I it struggle. very it, easy. It, yes. To just say, okay, let me just go on and click on that computer. But I like if I can say anything it gives hope to anybody, it's consistency. Because yeah. when you do consistency, consistency, and you practice it and you do it, it becomes better. Yeah, it comes so much better. Yeah, it's true. And even if you have hard days, which we all have, you know that God has your back. Yeah, it's only here for Amen. a minute or a second or an hour, but overall, you're okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Okay, Sean, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot too. <laughs> um, and my question for you is like, what story from the Bible or what lesson from Jesus do you think really speaks to you? Yeah. Y'all y'all can't see this face right now, but I'm getting the look. I'm used to it because in group I put you on the spot too, and you kind of look at me and you're like, I don't know what you're doing here, buddy. That's because I have supporters around me, but it's just me. <laughs> Didn't I just tell you I'm still growing? You are. I have a long ways to go. Oh, gosh. See, there's a thing here. The one that that comes back to me, and women might be able to understand this, is the Garden of Eden. Okay. And it's basically just condemning Eve because she didn't listen. And we would not be in the situation that we're in if she would have listened. And if Adam would have had a backbone and told Eve, yeah. go sit down, go sit down. <laughs> you are not to touch that tree. Yeah. We would not be in the situations and women would not experience the things <laughs> that they experience. The second one would be Philippians oh. 4 verses 6 through 9 and 2 Timothy um, chapter 1 verse 7. You know, so she's really good at stuff like that. Do you, do you want to read those to us? Mm-hmm. I can read them. Let's see here. Um, it says, do not be anxious about anything, uh-huh. but in everything by prayer and um, supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Yeah, that's a great one. And then um, Timothy's. <clears throat> and I swear, every time she sends me something like this, it automatically goes away. I'm I'm good to go after that. And and it just ties back to you know the Bible, and um, and knowing that you know it's true, it makes you feel better. But Second Timothy's God has not given us a spirit of fear, in timidity, but a power of love and self discipline. And when I say that, or when I'm when it's coming over me, and I read this, literally, Sean, it takes it away. No joke. No joke at all. And, you know, one of the things, you know, and everybody will tell you, one of the sins is fear. So if you have fear, you're committing a sin, the most simplest you would think. Right. But, you know, I don't, it's the devil trying to get at you because you're mentally fine. You're of sound mind and body. And yeah. he knows there's no other way. So, hey, let, let me just go ahead on and mess with her. 
and have our body all out of whack and yeah. everything. So yeah, you got to stay prayed up. I don't know if you were in the group at the time, but what, you know the the verse you read from uh, Philippians, great one. Um, there's a book by Max Licato, Anxious for Nothing, that's based really on that piece of scripture right there. I think and I was. I think I, yeah, that might have been your very first one. Right, group. right, right. Yeah, um, and yeah, be anxious for nothing. It's hard to do sometimes, though. It is. Yeah. Especially, you know, like um, one thing, I, I boycott a cable. So I only do my streaming or okay. I have my antenna for, you know, local channels. And that's something that has helped me out a little bit, too. Because when you get into the news yeah. and 24 hours of it, even though you might watch it and be like, oh, okay, whatever, it affects you. In a way, and I'll mm-hmm. give you a prime example. When they had the um, the January six, I was watching that, but I wasn't feeling like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry and all this. It was after, like, about ten, fifteen minutes into watching this, I had an anxiety attack. Oh. It just hit me out of nowhere, and it can be very debilitating. Yeah, um, to where you can't move, you feel like you can't breathe, right. you feel like you're having a heart attack. Yeah, you know, and um, just, I don't know, just my brain seeing it and just the chaos and everything, just something triggered, Yeah, you know, so that gotten away from, you know, if I don't see it on the local news and if I don't look it up on the internet, <laughs> it's not meant for me to it's see. It's not meant. Because <laughs> it's too much going on and, you There's know, we need more on. positive stuff. Amen. We do. So speaking of positive, mm-hmm. what are, um, what are the top three things that you love about Desert Spring? One, diversity. Amen. Yeah, it's a great thing here. Two, and I don't know what we're going to do with ourselves, but Pastor Dave. Yeah. Um, when he retires. Um, and three, community, fellowship. I agree with all those. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then it makes you feel more comfortable, and then you're relaxed, and you're open to hearing the word. Yeah. You know? So. Um, I just like how everything here is accessible. Right? Now like, say accessible. Yeah, so. like you can, you can be a part of a group. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was an easy, easy thing to join a group, mm-hmm. right, for, for you and for all those who join any group here. It's just you can just say, hey, I want to join a group. That's what true. What can I do? Getting into worship. Right. I mean, like you said earlier, you know, he he uses you said common sense words and relatable, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, that's accessible. That, yeah. That takes the Bible and takes these really hard concept things, really. And it's broken down in a way that you really can apply it to your life. OK. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. You know, what? also. Um, and, you know, you how can I say this? You have church folks and you have church folks. Yeah. And one thing that I notice, anybody that you interact here with, they're being real. It's not like they're pushing themselves. They're authentic. Exactly. There yeah. you go. There you go. Exactly. And that's comforting because, you know, we're all sinners and we do our thing. Yeah. But the foundation is that... I believe there's really good people here. Amen. I really do. Yeah. And um, I hope, you know, just like um, Nathan and his wife, you know, how 
they just happen to come upon Desert Springs. Yeah. You know, I would hope that for more people, you know, not to be intimidated of the location or intimidated that you have to be a certain way or act a certain way. Right. Because um, it's not like that at all. Right. You know, so I would hope that um, more people would come, you know, because you always need growth. And, you know, the more the better. Yeah. And then there's them spreading the word out into the community, yeah. you know? All right, last question of the night. Okay. <laughs> but I have one question. I could have a question for you too, right? Oh, this is not the way these podcasts work. It's It, it, it only goes different. that way. You remember? Oh, I, let, I let you call me Jackie, so I, I have that right, right? All right. I'll save a, I'll save a t- couple minutes for you at the end. So on your faith journey, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in the next five years? Really, Sean. <laughs> I just got off of work, you and you really work. want me to think about this. Well, where, you know, you you're, you come to church every Sunday. You, not you, every Sunday. Okay, well, Zoom. Oh, yeah. There's, but okay. I listen, yeah. I yeah. hear pastor. But you listen to it. Yes. And you come to group religiously, I would say. Yes, maybe you're there. two times I have. Yes. Yeah, you're there all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, you're working. You're working on you. Yes. Right? You're working on your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess what do you hope comes out of all that? That I'm allowed into those pearly gates in the end. <laughs> But um, no, seriously, while I'm here on this earth. Yeah. You know, Pastor talks about our faith journey and and words I can't come up with right now because I've had a long day too. Mm-hmm. But he talks about, you know, when we first come in, there's uh, these different phases of grace and you're just a baby. You're just learning. You're just taking these little bitty steps, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's this, this there's a spectrum, right? You go from just learning like, hey, I bought my first Bible. I'm going to open it and read it to... Mm-hmm. You know, people who are true saints, mm-hmm. right? And we're all somewhere along that spectrum, right? True. Some of us are just walking through the front door and just saying, hey, I'm just trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just figure out what this is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who are just like, you know, hands up in the air all day, every day saying hallelujah. Right, right. You know, and they they truly live those red letter words of Christ. Correct. And so I'm not anywhere near that. Me either. I am more towards the baby steps. Me too. Yeah. But I want to get closer over here, right? That's that's part of our journey. Exactly. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. So let's say in five years. um, Are we going to see you in the choir? You know, that might be a possibility. I'd love to see you up there. I I mean, as long as I'm no solos. No solos, okay. I, I, I would be comfortable. Um. But I would say more, if anything, I want to see in five years is to where I don't want to be one of those people that quote the Bible to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you were to say, Jacqueline, tell me about Timothy or tell me about Revelations, I can actually at least one each through each chapter actually be able to remember a verse. Yeah. And tell you it. That would be my goal in five years. So that means... And being able to do that, that means I'll be reading the Bible more, which is something that I am not consistent with at all. And that's a bad thing. Now, I sleep with the Bible under my pillow. Oh. Maybe that's a little bit TMI, but it gives me comfort. And I learned that from my mom. But to actually be able, like how my mom texts me, read this verse, read this verse. That's where I want to be. 
one of my other favorite verses, and then I'm going to turn it over to you for, uh, we only have like a minute 30. I know you do. You do that purposely. <laughs> okay, we have, we have as much time as you want. Um, but it comes from the book of James, um, chapter 2, verse 18, and it says, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Okay, I'm hearing that. Yeah. I know it sounds positive, yeah. but I'm going to be very real with you. Explain that to me. <laughs> and you know That's, I do this to you yeah, in Bible study. You do, but I think for me what I hear there is, you know, we take we hear these lessons. That mm -hmm. which you do for the least of these you do for me. Right? We hear these lessons in the Bible and and we don't apply them throughout our life. And so for me, pardon me, yeah, like I got in the way there. For me, like I want to be a better follower of Christ. And and a way I want to I do that, the way I want to do that for me is mm -hmm. by living out what Christ asks us to do. Okay. And that's like love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. Going you know? to church. <laughs> paying your dues. Paying your dues. But volunteering. Yeah, all those things are important. Um if you see a homeless person, you know, let them know that they're actually a person. First and right? foremost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you know, if someone needs water, give them water. If someone needs clothes, give them clothes. You know, those those things that he that Jesus talks about. Okay, now I can understand what you say. Okay. See, this is what I'm talking about. Five years, instead of me asking you, okay, let me hear what you understand from that. Yeah. I'll be able to say, okay, Sean, you're right. And I'll be able to come back at you. <laughs> in five years, we're going to sit back down. Okay, I'm going to put this date in my calendar. So I'm hoping to be in Greece, to be what, honest. Okay, but amen. <laughs> we could try. All right. All right. So your turn. Um, I was only messing with you. Were you? I was. Okay, honestly. I got all worked up. I got a little anxious myself. I'm going back over here to Philippians and rereading that thing, and I'm like, oh. I was only messing with you. <laughs> I like asking the questions. I don't know if you know this about group. I ask a lot of questions. You do? I don't like to talk a lot. Word? <laughs> all right, inside jokes, y'all. All right, well, Jackie. And Jackie, word means yes, if anybody needs to know. Look it up from the 90s. <laughs> Early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate your time today. And I, I appreciate I, you Thank you so me. much for telling me your, us your story and, um, and and sharing a little bit of who you are with, with us in the church. Okay. Well, I, it was a pleasure. I really did. I was a little nervous, I will admit. And okay. even coming here ever since you asked me, it's like, what can I talk about? You know, I don't have nothing to talk about. Who am I? You know, but I hope it helps someone, you know. Um, as I say, I like to, I try to keep it real. But I think that's that's what we're learning with these podcasts. Everybody has something to say. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's on a different walk, you know. And and you talk about diversity, you know. There's there's so many different ways to be mm -hmm. a human. There's so many different ways to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. So many different ways to live out His teachings. I agree. Right? And there's no one right way. I don't think. And I think to think otherwise is. Um, misleading i agree the one thing you know um and i have conversation with friends family i say look as long as you know there's a god yeah. and you know there's a heaven and a hell and you want heaven i'm not knocking how you go about in your beliefs yeah. you know just as long as it's the ultimate goal it's like, if you're talking about okay i want to deal with the devil okay i can't deal with you but happen. so i can't knock different religions because yeah. as long as the ultimate goal is you know, you want to do good by other people. Yeah. And like I said, you know, there's a heaven, there's a hell, and you want heaven. Amen. Go about it. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. This has been Wednesday Word. Thank you.